Wumanjika. My name is Larry Walsh, and I'm an elder of the Tunnarong people and the Kulin Nations. And we acknowledge we are on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri, Wurrung people, and the Bumurung people. And we pay our respects to their ancestors, and we also pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. And through them, we also pay our respects to all Aboriginal and Islander communities that live in the western suburbs. Welcome to FCAC Radio, a podcast series produced by Footscray Community Arts Centre, platforming artists, creatives and stories in Melbourne's west and beyond. Hi, I'm your host, Adrienne finance manager from Footscray Community Arts Centre and today I'm recording a podcast with local visual artist and sculptor Jos van Hulsen. Jos is a local artist living and working from his studio in West Footscray and Jos specialises in custom-made sculptural designs. Along with his partner Mary Long they founded Post Industrial Design, a design store and gallery in West Footscray. I would describe my art very much post-industrial found objects um, in some ways resourceful you know it's all about reinventing recycling the things that I use in my work have been made with real integrity you know whether it's you know from old farming equipment that was hand forged Even you know, like old insulators that maybe from power lines are used in large shapes or something, you know, they're, to me they're really beautiful objects. Hi Yoss, welcome and great to have you. Hi Adrian. Cool. yeah, really nice to be here. Brilliant. Um, we've met before and I can hear from your accent today as well, you clearly have a story about how, how you came to live and work in Melbourne, specifically the West, so could you tell us a bit about your background? Uh, yeah, I came um, to Australia back in 1978 at the age of 13, and we moved to a small country town called Bunyong. It's about 10 kilometres south of Ballarat. Yep. And uh, that's, I think, basically where I got, where my inspiration for my work started. And uh, what brought you over to the West and specifically West Footscray? We lived in Richmond for quite a while, Mary and me, and um, so my partner, Mary, and yep. um yeah, um, we always wanted to live in Melbourne. So, you know, and by that stage, that was probably the mid-90s. We were really outpriced in that area. And then we started looking around and found uh, West Footscray. And we just went, wow, what an amazing place, you know. And, um, yeah. yeah, I could build my own studio there as well. So it was just perfect. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, we all love West Footscray. And post-industrial design, if you don't know, it's a beautiful design store in West Footscray showcasing local artists and designers' works such as artwork, jewellery and giftware. Um, and for people that don't know post-industrial design, what, what's the story behind that? Well, originally we started the shop up in Richmond, but then we closed down, I think, in 1997. And, yeah, because I was working from home a lot more and we moved to West Footscray. 
we really wanted to restart this shop because, um, yeah, you know, I'm trying, I was always trying to get sort of exhibition spaces. And then, and then we just thought, oh, look, it's just too hard. And uh, let's just do it ourselves again. So that's, yeah. And thank God having Mary there for that reason, really to get things happening, you know. Yeah, and she's, she's, she's got a good eye for um for the stuff, the stock in there, the locals, you know, artist works. And yeah, there's some yeah. beautiful things. Very much so, yeah, and just, just uh, yeah, really also very creative and also a really good business sense, you know, and that I think it's ideal for an artist, you know, because I like very much that <laughs> you side need of a, it. But yeah, a bit of both sometimes. Yeah. And you mentioned there's um, some gallery space in there. Um, I've been to a couple of exhibition openings myself there. How often do you do you hold those? Is it well, all depending on really on times. We just opened our new new sort of showroom, but of course, you know, we cannot show anything at the moment. So, um, but probably every maybe two or three months, we're trying to get something new in there, and uh, depending a bit on how it also goes. But um, yeah, so it'd be very exciting. Yeah. And you also uh, create a lot of the designs for the shop. I've seen some really awesome, awesome things in there. How do you come up with your ideas? I know that a lot of your works are using steels and scrap metal. How do you source these materials? Where do they come from? I've been sourcing them sort of all my life, you know. Originally, when I first came to Australia in a place called Bunyong, there was a lot of sort of abandoned farms. So, because um, I was a bit lonely, you know, and uh, I, so I would go on big walks with my dog and um, collect all these bits and pieces from these sort of abandoned farms. I mean, to me, they obviously had some value back in the past, you know, but. Um, uh, yeah, they were just outdated now, like old sewing machines and stuff. And so I started bringing all that stuff home and, and started making things from them, really. And it, I just always just really enjoyed it, you know. And, it, yeah, it was just a great way of getting through time and, yeah, enjoying myself. Yeah, and also obviously recycling. That's, you know, every, everyone's sort of wanting to buy things, especially that have perhaps been recycled. So Yeah, no, no, very much so because also, um, yeah, uh, in the Netherlands at that stage, recycling was already so big because it's such a smallest place, obviously, and so many more people. But, um, yeah, so, so it was – I was just fascinated that all this stuff was just lying around, just going to waste or just rusting out or whatever it was doing. But, um, yeah, it just had this real history. And also, yeah, in my work I do – try and preserve a bits of Australian history. So, you know, I might find like an old insulator and, and use it in a light, you know, like a beautiful old glass insulator. And to me, yeah, it tells always a bit of a story. So even when people don't really like the work, they might just recognise bits and pieces and say, oh, I remember those. And, yeah, yeah. that's good enough for me. Yeah, it certainly makes for an enjoyable trip to the shop, just even – yeah, just looking around and appreciating your works. I know I personally have, have really enjoyed looking at them and the changing space as well. So some, uh, let's talk about some of, the, um, of your creations. And I know from working at Footscray Community Arts Centre, there's the, uh, the well-known reading chair, the throne on, oh, yeah. on the lawns there of, yeah. uh, overlooking the Maribyrnong River. Beautiful space to stop and sometimes I have my lunch there and just time to reflect but yeah awesome reading chair what how did that one come about was that commissioned piece yeah that was commissioned through the council um mainly through linda longley who used to work at the west footscray library and um yeah there was a uh, the writers festival in Melbourne. i think it was in 2012 if i can remember correctly 
Yeah, and they just wanted to, I mean, obviously a chair that was a bit over the top, so I was influenced, yeah. of course, that was from Game of Thrones, was very big, and also, of course, uh, Lord of the Rings, you now Tolkien. So they wanted something quite ornate and something fun, you know, really for the kids to go, wow. So, yeah. And it's so, certainly uh, that. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's and, 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 and the nice thing about it, it is all made out of um, – Lots of recycled steel, you know, because I've got a friend who's a concreter who gives me lots of these bits and pieces. So it's even more, yeah, satisfying for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely worth seeing. You mentioned uh, West Footscray Library then. I didn't realize you'd actually done the gates of West Footscray Library as well. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Much to that, talk about. Yeah, no, actually, that, that was before <laughs> the, the, the reading chair. But uh, yeah, that was sort of my first major commission. And uh, yeah, it was a really fun project. And uh, forgot the name of the architects but they were really great to work with and really helpful and uh, yeah they're still there so I'm always <laughs> yeah. liking them still yeah. working yeah. um and that's also still work is it recycled yeah but also and- yeah a lot of those bits and pieces f- from them actually came from the local railways you know a lot of that stuff was just was thrown around and every day I used to yeah still <laughs> go for a walk with my dog collect this stuff and think oh, one day I'll use that and yeah a lot of that stuff obviously came in handy so it's got all the old dog sparks you know and some of the railway links to how they all structural stuff but, but to me beautiful shapes and just really fun to use and because again they have got that history you know they would have been smashed in by some guy with a massive hammer and yeah. yeah, it just makes me wonder about that stuff. Yeah, and do, do you often find the pieces and then create the work around that or do you have a plan and then you find the pieces and that fits in with the work? Um, it's pretty much 50-50, but yeah. it is very much like what I find that will inspire me to do something and it will take me certain places. And also, yeah, some of the, the, the shapes that you do find, I mean, I could never visually think of, so they're already sort of so engineered and amazing that, yeah, you know, so that it's just it's organic, instant art to me. Yeah, yeah organic yeah. process. Yes. Um, and the sculpture on the Eastern Freeway. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that one. Okay. Um, yeah, that was, um, I mean, it was originally shown in the Helen Lampriere, which is not running anymore, that, that exhibition. But, um, yeah, um, so I got my piece in that. And then Eastlink um, ended up buying the piece, and it was originally called Casualty Numbers, and um, because it was sort of next to a freeway, it was a little bit inappropriate. So they asked me to change the name. So I changed it to Reverend Numbers. And basically the work is made out of old dist- distant counters that used to be along the railway tracks. These were sort of black and white enamel signs with white background, black numbers on them. And I made these sort of almost... Uh, memorial towers of them uh, and also that they're sort of a more memorial to distances and statistics because every day you know we sort of bombard it with statistics especially um kind of uh, yeah emotional stuff you know about covid or, or you know how many houses burned down during the recent bushfires so yeah and then uh, yeah the numbers so yeah it's only when um we sort of start taking notice of, of the, the statistics when it touches ourselves, like, you know, someone might get sick. And um, so embedded in the works themselves, there were these mirrors. So, you know, upon a glimpse, you can see yourself or maybe a friend and also always a potential statistic, basically. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a great piece. And are there any, can you talk about any other of your favorite works or um, pieces you've created that, 
um, are very special to you, pieces that are in the shop permanently perhaps or that you don't want to sell? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose one thing we've we sort of been doing, which is, I have to say, again, it was very much Mary's idea to do our own Christmas window, you know. So, um, yeah, in our shop window. So every year we try and do something. I think a couple of years ago I had to sort of um, give it a break because it was just so much work. But, yeah, so we lots of I use lots of found objects like even all pinball machine bits and pieces and, and just have sort of lots of movement or, or things and bits and pieces like uh, yeah it's it's a little bit based on our local town and uh, yeah it's sort of li- things f- flying and um, balls rolling around <laughs> it's a bit like a pinball machine but it's great for kids because I think especially today you know um, with iPads you know it's such instant gratification you know and kids you don't really need an imagination unless you you get into to developing all that that stuff but yeah with, with this it's all about recycling and reinventing and i think it's and also about basic engineering so yeah, lots of kids really get something out of it and i, I also noticed a lot of parents quite enjoy yeah, it i was so. going to say uh, i think the parents uh, enjoy the christmas window just as much or it's a changing window all, all year round now isn't it i mean i know there's a, there's something at the moment the teddy's going around on the wheel i mean it's just so awesome to go and have a look yeah, so it's not just the Christmas window, is it now? Is that because it was so popular you felt yeah. you had to keep it going? <laughs> yeah, yeah, now there's a bit of local pressure on. But uh, <laughs> look, it's a great thing. But um, sometimes, yeah, it, we, I'm starting to maybe repeat some of the, the, the bits and pieces in there. But, but, yeah, it's just otherwise so labour and time intensive. But, yeah. yeah, especially with the whole COVID thing, how we um, had to shut down the shop and um, – yeah, so we thought we'll just put on a little bit of a display, you know, when parents do walk to the shop and maybe bring their kids and make it a bit special. So, yeah, and it's been a great response. So is there anywhere in particular that inspires you in the local area? Um, yeah, look, um, I, I'm always, yeah, you know, going through alleyway, so, you, you know, just more offbeat areas, you know, but uh, just even along the Mabinong, you know, and all the, the sort of rubbish that might float in the water because I've been also at the moment really uh, inspired or getting into my photography so i find these kind of ridiculous things like shriveled up balloons and from bunnings i've got one and uh, just when once you get the macro lens onto it they just have such an incredible yeah visually they're amazing and just become have a life of their own to me and, uh, yeah, so the Mabinong, but even sometimes North Sunshine, you know, more industrial areas where people, a lot of people will dump stuff, which is, you know, so wrong. But to me, they're real gold mines. <laughs> so I'm a bit of a hypocrite, but um, I really love coming across them. And even the thing I like about it, I can almost see what sort of people would have dumped them, you know, just from culturally, from, from some of their artifacts that they just dumped and even their toys, you know. And, uh, yeah, to me they're always uh, – bring so much of that sort of rubbish home. But once I photograph it, it gets a new life. And uh, it's – yeah, to me it's – Yeah. And you, you mentioned you might be um, featuring a, an exhibition of works, at, you know, further along the track maybe. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Once, yeah, because we originally had this plan for April to have open up our new gallery space, but, uh, of course, it all fell through. But, um, yeah, so I'll probably hopefully have the first opening show post-industrial design and, uh, and have a lot of my photography at show and also a lot of – 
um, sculptures with it as well. So they're very much linked together. Cause, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. And um, do you take commissions at all if there's – Yeah, yes. I do take a lot of commissions. I mean, of course, I always prefer sort of more sculptural commissions. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I've made quite a few gates for people and uh, – yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and and just sort of smaller sculptures and, and and big sculptures as well. Whatever sort of people want, I um I like to sort of incorporate other people's ideas as well, you know, and that can really lead to new themes in my work. Yeah, brilliant. And so, um, you're designing, creating. Does this take up all of your time, or do you have other activities and things that you get up to during the week? Um. Um, other work perhaps yeah yeah no no um it's sort of i mean i spend as much time as i can on it obviously but um yeah one day a week i have um a job as an art technician um at over newton college that is in taylor's lakes and um i really enjoy it because yeah it just gets me out of my studio it gets me among young people even in great teachers really great support there and just um yeah it's Mixes up the way. Yeah, well. and also it just keeps me a bit sane rather than getting so socially isolated, you know. And Yeah, especially at the moment. Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> much so, yeah. Struggling yeah. with that one a bit. Yeah, very true. Um, okay, well, it's been really wonderful to, to chat and, and personally get to know you a bit better. Big fan of the shop, as you know. Um, <laughs> so, if, you know, if people are interested in, in seeing more of your work, um, get down to post-industrial design on um, 638 Barclay Street, that's correct, West, West Footscray. Um, you can also grab a coffee because there's uh, the cafe in this uh, yeah. adjoined space there. Um, oh, yeah. Great coffee there. Um, but yeah, so we've mentioned post-industrial design. That's www.postindustrialdesign.com.au. Uh, so yeah, thanks for your time. Yes, it's been amazing. No, thank you. It's great. Thank Brilliant. you so much, Adrian. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. The thing that keeps me going with my art is purely just a joy of it you know it, it's something I mean I've done lots of other things but in the end I always come back to my art it's where my interests lie and, and joy lies and without it I'm very lost I have to say thanks for listening in to FCAC radio produced by Footscray Community Arts Centre and proudly supported by Maribyrnong City Council and City of Melbourne's COVID-19 arts grants FCAC is a not-for-profit, independently-run community arts organisation that supports over 550 artists annually. You can support FCAC by donating to the centre, hiring our venue, coming to our events, or sharing our content online. Follow at Footscray Arts on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, or visit footscrayarts.com to find out more. We appreciate your support and generosity.